Avalon cigarettes, please. Yes, sir. Oh, just a moment, sir. Don't forget your change. You'd never guess, but Avalon's cost you less. So why not always travel on with Good evening. This is Del King saying welcome to Avalon Time with Kirk Massey, Edna Stilwell, Jeanette the Avalon Chorus, Bob Strong and his orchestra, and radio's red-headed ragamuffin, Richard Red Skelton. The orchestra opens the program with I'm Sorry for Myself. gentlemen, Avalon's offer every smoker a new high in cigarette value. Avalon's are quality cigarettes. Quality cigarettes, mind you, that cost three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands. And bear this in mind, that repeated saving of three to five cents on every pack you smoke will net you many, many extra dollars in mighty short order. But without knowing, you'd never guess Avalon's cost you less. They're 100% union-made from the choicest Turkish and domestic tobaccos. Never has a price so low bought this superior Avalon quality, a quality that's unsurpassed. Avalon certainly deserve a trial. Why not get a pack tonight? In the movies, you see double features. But tonight, we bring you a triple feature. Red Skelton, that man of many parts, appears in three parts. First, as that snooper-scooper with squirrel-eye views of the news. Second, in a slice of life. And third, in a new and unique public service, Send Out Skelton. And now, Headline Hocum. We present that fearless fellow who formulates powder for panic folks who like their news fetched to them through their funny bones, Red Skelton. Thank you very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And now for the news. Washington, D.C. Five noted scientists fly to Washington to do research work on 60 cases of sleeping sickness. <laughs> I could cure sleeping sickness in Washington with three words. Congress is a jerk. <laughs> Funny thing, everybody picks on the congressman, you know. Did you ever see a congressman being uh, sworn into office? First they're sworn in, and then they're cut out. <laughs> My father was a candidate, no kidding. He was like all politicians, though. He had three hats. One he carried, one he threw in the ring, and the other he tossed through. <laughs> New York City, the style experts say that the long dresses will be the vote this uh, fall. <laughs> I don't care. I got a good memory. 
Chicago, Illinois. Dizzy Dean hit the headlines again this week. This time, it's no glass-top table, though. It's just a glass arm. <laughs> There's a rumor in Chicago that the Cubs are going to trade Dizzy Dean. They're going to trade him for Ann Sheridan. They want somebody with more curves. <laughs> Shopping news from coast to coast. All the department stores from coast to coast have started their annual August bargain sales. <laughs> you know why they have those sales in August. That's so you'll be out of the hospital by Labor Day. <laughs> you think I'm kidding, say? Some of those women are so rough that the stores have installed a new system. Every 15 minutes, they call time to carry out the men. <laughs> I was at one of those sales this afternoon, boy, and those women really tore me down. I said to the floor walker, where can I buy a tie to match this shirt? <laughs> he says, what shirt? <laughs> a special news bulletin. The Titanic sinks. How'd they get in here? <laughs> Well, that's about all for tonight. I, I'd have had more news for you tonight, but I rode over here on a streetcar, and my newspaper that I was reading got off at State Street. <laughs> so, uh, Jeanette will sing in the middle of a kiss. I'll be right back. I mean, middle of a dream. Sing it, Jeanette. <laughs> of a dream You whispered I love you The tenderness of you Took my breath away In the middle of a dream I stood there before you The words I adore you My hopes were heaven-bound, my troubles were past, deep in my heart, I felt that I had found my future at last, but as strange as it may seem, my heart was mistaken, why did I awaken in the middle of a dream? As it may seem, my heart was mistaken. Why did I awake in the middle of a dream? That was Jeanette singing in the middle of a dream. And very pretty, too. Say, Red, uh, what's this other new department we're starting tonight? Well, it's called A Slice of Life. It's a short playlet of things that happen in everyday life. Things that you do and that I do. In fact, everybody does. Well, what's the first one about? Well, tonight we present the case of a very bashful boy who's taking his girl home, see? Mm-hmm. He's only known her for about three years. <laughs> now, he's never kissed the girl, but he's always wanted to. And tonight, tonight. <laughs> you said the scene, Bill. Okay, Red. Time, 10.30. The place, 
somewhere in your city, a boy and girl are just approaching the steps of the girl's home. Well, here we are. Got you home early, didn't I? Yes, and I had a lovely time. <laughs> you like the show? It was good. Good, wasn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I like that theater over there. I, I like those old pictures they show. What was the name of the one tonight? Let's see. It was Strange Inner Tube or something like that. Uh, well, I gotta go now. I gotta get up early in the morning and go get my relief check cashed. <laughs> well, aren't you gonna, uh... Oh, well. Good night. Well, just a moment. I've got something to ask you, if you don't mind. Yes? What? Well, it's nothing much. I... Well, what is it? Well, would you mind if I... Well, that is... Gee, you have pretty teeth. <laughs> Are they yours? I mean, uh... <laughs> I meant to say, do you wash them yourself or do you send them out? I'm... <laughs> what I'm... Say, who's out there? Uh-oh. It's Richard and me, Dad. Oh, him again. Yes, we just got home from the theater. I'll be in in a few minutes. Uh, hi tonight, Pop. Don't you pop me or I'll come down there and pop you. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. <laughs> Fine time to be coming home waking folks up, talking loud enough to wake up the dead. Yes. Say, how come your dad don't like me? Can I help it if I belong to the Window Washers Association instead of the Janitor's League? <laughs> Gee, you know, we all can't be street cleaners like him, you know. He doesn't hold that against you. No, well, what is it? Well, he just doesn't think you have any get-out. Yeah. He thinks you're too shy. Oh, yeah. Is that all that ails him? Yes. Oh. Now, what were you going to ask me? Well, would you mind if... Well, would you mind if I kissed you goodnight? Hmm? I say, how about a kiss? How about a smoogie? <laughs> well, what's the matter? You deaf? Well, what's the matter? Are you paralyzed? No. You mean I can have one? Oh, gee, I've wanted to do this for a long time. <laughs> you won't hate me for it in the morning. No. You won't tell anybody. No. You know how those things spread. <laughs> well, here it comes. Oh, where did you learn to kiss like that? Oh, I eat a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> Am I the first fellow that you ever kissed? Uh-huh. But you know, it's a funny thing. What's funny? All of the fellows ask me that same question. <laughs> well, look, uh, that's what I wanted to ask you about. I know you've got a lot of fellows crazy about you and all that. But would you marry me? What? Of course, I know I'm not much to look at. Well, that's all right. You'd be working all day. <laughs> then you'll marry me? I'll bet you ask all the girls to marry you. No, I don't either. I only asked one other girl to marry me. But when I told her I had a rich uncle... What happened? A week later, she was my rich aunt. (laughs) When do you you think we could tell the folks... I'd like to get some sleep, if you don't mind. I'm coming, Dad. Just when you start to doze off, something has to wake you up, Paul. Well, I've got to go in now. Yeah, could I have another kiss? No, not tonight. I'm too tired. Well, I'm tired, too. Come on. Give me another little kiss, will you? Ah, come on. Just one little kiss, and I'll go home and get some sleep. For goodness sake, Edna, give the guy a kiss, and we'll all get some sleep.
Armstrong and the boys with one of the nation's top tunes, White Sails. Skelton has started a new service to the public called Send Out Skelton. He's the last of the jack-of-all-trades, and he'll do anything, anywhere, anytime. In fact, he'll do anybody. Here he is in his new office with his secretary, Edna Stilwell. Well, you see, Miss Stilwell, it's all very simple. If somebody wants to say off me job, he just calls me up and I take his job over for the day. Now, do I make myself plain? Not only plain, but simple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a great idea, though. You know, I'm known as the jack-of-all-trades. Didn't you ever learn any particular trade? No, but I wish I had. If I'd have learned some trade today, I'd know what kind of work I was out of. <laughs> I'll take that. Hello? This is the send-out skeleton service. Yes. You want me to substitute for you as a mountain climbing guide? Well, old Baldy, eh? I'll be right over. Oh, sure, I'll be right out. Don't worry. You a mountain climber? Sure, I'm a terrific mountain climber. Yeah, why every flight of stairs you climb, you need artificial respiration. <laughs> now, don't you worry about me. Now, you stay here and take care of the office. They want me to be up there right away. So I got to get over to old Eagle Bulls. I must be off. You said it. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you up on the slopes of Old Baldy, where Red Skelton is leading a party of summer hotel guests on a mountain climbing expedition. And here's the great mountain climber now. Well, I guess we'd better stop here and rest a while. I know you all must be pretty tired. Oh, no, no. Well, I knew you'd all be tired. Say, where are those two St. Bernard dogs I brought along? Say, one of them's got a little keg of brandy under his neck. That's so in case somebody gets lost, I will. Brandy, Mr. Skelton, what's in the other keg? Ginger ale and ice cube. 
Did you see the dog? Why, yes. That man with the red nose is slaying with them. He'd pretend that he was lost and the dog should go and find him. He certainly is a playful guy, isn't he? Oh, he certainly is. <laughs> the last time I saw him, he was playful to the goose. <laughs> Ah, ah, Mr. Skelton, uh, I wish you didn't have those dogs along. They make me nervous. Oh, you don't have to worry about those, Mr. Fuckle. They won't hurt you. They bark a lot, but they won't bite you. Oh, uh, well, that's all right then. But one of them barked the feet off of my trousers. <laughs> well, come on, let's get moving. Let's see. I think I'll take this trail here. No, we'll take this. Well, which one is it? Look, over there's a gypsy camp, folks. I'll go over and see if they can give us the directions. Gonna be coming around the mountain. Oh, Gypsy! Oh, Miss Gypsy! Uh, Miss Gypsy, there. What's the trouble? If you be so kindly. <laughs> well, I'm looking for a Gypsy. You happen to be addressing none other than Gypsy Rose Levy. <laughs> Gypsy Rose Levy, eh? Well, look. Could you tell me which trail I take up to the uh, old Eagle Bowl? But certainly by reading the palm. At the first, you should cross in my palm with a silver half dollar. Cash. Oh. <laughs> a half a dollar? My, my, such a stingy pants. Now, look, I'd give anybody the shirt off of my back. So who'd wear it? Now, look, I've been reading my laundry. <laughs> look, here's the half a dollar. Come on, now, do that. Well, well, such a coincidental. I'm looking right behind you, and I see a sign which says, To Old Baldy. Yeah. But you charge me a half a buck to show me something that's right in plain sight? Well, like a milkmaid, I'm only trying to squeeze out a living. <laughs> okay, goodbye, Miss Gibbs. So long, Swimming Head. Okay, gang, let's go. Boy, what a dame. I've heard of mediums. I've heard of happy mediums. That's the first time I ever ran across a slap-happy medium. <laughs> Say, Mr. Scalp, they tell me there are some big mosquitoes up here. Big? Say, to give you an idea how big the mosquitoes are, do you see that stork over there? Yeah. Well, that ain't no stork. <laughs> it's pretty wild country, though. I just this morning, near the hotel, my uncle shot a wildcat in his pajamas. In his pajamas? Now, mm-hmm. how do you suppose a wildcat got in there? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Skelton, uh, I just got a mosquito bite. Oh, don't let a little thing like a mosquito bite bother you. Oh, well, I know I shouldn't complain, but it's right on the place where I got that poison ivy on top of my sunburn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are, folks, right on the edge of old George's Gorge. Oh, what a gorgeous gorge. I never expect to see a more awe-inspiring gorge. Hello. Come around sometime and watch me eat. (laughs) Well, is everybody ready to go back now? Oh, Oh, now, wait a minute. Now, just a moment. Don't try to turn me back. We must go on. Hey, look, well, there's a wood chopper. Well, are you a woodman? Well, I ain't a fuller brush, eh? Thank you, Lee, the lumberjack. Oh, yes, Mr. Skelton. And I'm getting ragged, getting rugged. <laughs> but if I can just keep going on this job, I'll have muscles on my ears. <laughs> well, how do you like your job, Herky? Well, I don't know. Yesterday was my first day, and I started out just full of old Ned. I chopped and chopped, and tree after tree succumbed to my might. But what I thought was a successful day turned out to be something awful. Yeah? What happened? I chopped down 19 telegraph poles. 
But what are you doing up on old Baldy? Oh, we're just climbing up the peak. Well, you want to be awful careful of those rocks. I slipped and slid down a slope yesterday, and was I land straight? Well, we'll be seeing you, Herky. We got to push along now. Okay, Mister Skelton. I got to get back to work anyway. I'm working on Christmas trees now, and there's only 110 chopping days till Christmas. <laughs> Good old Herky. He's always whittling while he works. Oh, look. Look, a mountain goat leaping from crag to crag. Yeah, imagine that. And all he eats is thin can. Well, what, what's that got to do with it? Yeah, I'd like to see you jump around like that on canned food. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we are, folks. This is uh, cliff number two. This is Edward's cliff. Say, Skelton, what's that camp down there in the valley? Well, that's a government camp. We're just a thousand feet above it. Imagine that. A thousand feet above a CCC level. Oh, oh, look, I can see the hotel through these steel glasses Why, people down in the hotel look just like little bugs Bugs? Let's see Ah, you're looking in a bedroom window (laughs) Come on, let's take a look in this cave, huh? Oh, my, it's awful dark in there I'll go in with you Yeah, okay Hey, it is kind of dark in here I can't see a thing in here Are you scared? Well, I... I'm kind of scared. Well, that's for heaven's sake. Throw your arms around my neck. (laughs) No, I'm not that scared. (laughs) Look, you better go back. I'll go in alone. Steel nerve skeleton. That's me. (laughs) Or is it? Was that you, Miss uh, Twaddle? Uh-oh. Can that be a bear? No, it's probably just my imagination. I'll reach around here. (laughs) My imagination's got a fur coat on. Hey, if you're a bear, growl again. That's all I want to know. A bear, folks, run for your life! Up the mountain, follow me, folks, come on. One side, brother, I'm way ahead of you. Come on. Oh, I can't go any farther. Come on and get me, Mr. Bear. Why, the bear never even came out of the cave. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I knew it all the time, huh? That's just a little trick of mine to get you to finish the trip up the top of Old Baldy. <laughs> oh, and isn't it beautiful? Mm. Look at that view. See how beautiful down there in the valley. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful down there. You folks think it's beautiful down there? Oh, okay. oh it's wonderful. Just wonderful. Well, if it's so beautiful down there, what do you want to come up here for? <laughs> One of the finest songs ever inspired by the romance and drama of the Western Plains. Kurt Massey and the Avalon Chorus sing Boots and Saddles. Takes me back to my boots and saddles. See that general store, let me ride the range once more. Give me my boots and saddle. Give me my saddle. Let me ramble along the prairie. Along the prairie. 
body slim and fair. Give me my boots and saddle. tonight, I was talking to Roger, the fiddle player. I asked him if he smoked Avalon cigarettes, and he said... <laughs> and when he said yes, I asked him what he really thought of them. He replied... <laughs> That's right. You'd never guess they cost you less. And ladies and gentlemen, you'd never guess Avalon's cost you less. Three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands. Because they're quality through and through... Union made from the very finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos that money can buy, blended just right to give you a smoke that's unsurpassed in smoothness, mildness, and mellow flavor. And remember, you get this superior quality cigarette for three to five cents less. Now, is it any wonder that millions upon millions of value-wise smokers are switching to Avalon's? Why don't you give them a trial? Get a pack tonight.
Well, Dale, it looks like it's time to lock her up and put her away. Yes, sir. Tempest really fidgets, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Say, Red, uh, is this send-out skeleton service of yours really on the up-and-up? Sure it's on the up-and-up. At last I found a job that deserves me. <laughs> well, uh, how about your headline hokum and your slice of life? I, I, I like those features. Yeah. Uh, how about some more next week? Oh, I think I can be prevailed upon. <laughs> Good night, Dale. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Remember, friends, during the week when you ask for Avalon's... Don't forget your change. So why not always grab along with Avalon? Yes, you'd never guess, but Avalon's cost only 10 cents plus city or state tax. next Saturday evening at the same time when the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation will again present Avalon Time. Del King speaking. Good night. Heard on this program was I'm sorry for myself from Second Finish. Avalon Time came to you from our Chicago studios. This is the National Broadcasting Company. W-E-A-F, New York. W-E-A-F, New York.